Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. Blessed by God from sea to shining sea as we enjoy the benefits that come along with a nation that understands that we get our life, liberty, and we can pursue our happiness because of the the freedom and liberty that's given to us by our creator. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank each and every one of you for helping us build the bridge to conversation daily as we journey on our, on our American journey uh, here in the year 2020. Those of you who may be over 45, uh, 50 years of age, you're still young, even if you're um, 85 and below. You're still considered uh, very viable in this con- in this country right now because uh, the chances are, even though the mortality rate seem to be going up, um, people in the over 45 and 85 and under in that 40-year span uh, appear to be living longer much longer. And um, it, the average age for someone who is 85 and below uh, all the way to, down to 45 at this point in time on our American journey, uh, very well, you could live to 105, 110 years of age. That'd be regular. That's that's just a normal thing. By reasonable strength, uh, people will be living to be 120 years of age with the leaps and bounds and the blessings, of course, of Almighty God uh, on those who have the medical knowledge that they have to uh, prolong and lengthen uh, our days health, living in health. I'm not talking about living old and decrepit like an 85-year-old person would have been living uh, uh, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, 20 years ago. But uh, there are uh, octogenarians uh, who are very fit, very vibrant, and are doing their thing. My sister-in-law is one of them, uh, for sure. Yeah, she is certainly one of them. And um, so, listen, folks, uh, there is um, something then that we are going to have to pay attention to if we want this to last. Because uh, a sure, a certain way to destroy the American future for baby boomers Perk up. Listen to what I'm saying. And for those who are below baby boomer, if you're under 45 uh, years of age, you know, if you're under 50 years of age, the very tail end of that baby boomer thing. If you're under 50 years of age, hear me. uh, There's a good chance that your life expectancy is going to be even less 
than those who came before you because of, uh, yes, the modern technology that you have is making us uh, making very sedentary people in many cases. Um, even though there is a health craze that's sweeping the the country, people wanting to uh, be healthy, but yet um, we're sedentary many times in our minds because our minds don't have to work the way they used to have to calculate and work. And so we're that generation in particular, below 45, uh, is becoming very sedentary mentally. Uh, and even though they may work out physically, they still are in a sedentary lifestyle because they're constantly looking at a screen that makes life probably, even though I'm, I'm very grateful uh, for um, modern technology, the iPhone and, and all of that type. I'm very grateful for it. Uh, the Internet, uh, you know, all of the various forms of social media uh, is I think it's a plus. But it could be a minus because <laughs> it's a plus, but it's a minus <laughs> in, in, in the same sense. And so when we think about that and we think about uh, the benefits of having knowledge at your uh, fingertips, but yet uh, the relaxation of the mind to work and search and uh, decipher things that it has read without receiving answers. Huh? You can read many things and yet you don't have an answer as to what this is, you know, all about. One of the mysteries of Scripture. Uh, the Bible, is that uh, you can read it today and look at your life today, and um, you will say, well, this is the direction that I'm taking today according to God's word, right? You can do that. Uh, however, uh, three years from now, a year from now, the same passage, this is why it's uh, the living Bible. It's not a living constitution, you hear me? But this is the living word of God. Uh, but the same life, same person a year ago reading same scripture, it applies and it means something differently to your life at that present time because you're living, it's living, it's God's word, it's continual, right? Okay, that's one of the mysteries that I found in it, but I do not find that type of mystery in the Constitution of the United States. No, it is written and it does not breathe and, and move like Scripture does. It is a document set in stone as far as certain principles are concerned, and we can change these things if we want to. We can amend certain things to it to adapt to our present day, but you you should not, and you could not, and you, you better not change anything that's uh, written in Scripture. You can't, you shouldn't amend that. Okay, so the difference in the Constitution is that we, the people, hear me, we, the people, have the abilities 
to create our own environment by making certain amendments. God does it by um, allowing uh, people to perish. (laughs) Yeah, allowing for history to move on with different people, different characters. And so it is uh, with uh, the way of the world and America. Benjamin Franklin and Washington, they're, they're not here any longer. Madison, they're, they're, just not, they're just not here any longer. But the very same opportunities that they wanted, we want. Um, opportunities that um, we will always want. Liberty and freedom to live your life the way you need to live it. And along comes modern technology. And lo and behold, um, you stop sweating and scratching so hard for things. And the knowledge that you obtain, you can uh, not necessarily know it because you were given an answer and you go with the answer you have without making any type of analysis. We're not analytical anymore. And it leads to a weakness in our American fiber. And certainly in those who are under 45 years of age. Now, uh, I said all of that actually leading into talking about uh, Iowa, which is coming up uh, here real soon. Now, you may, if you're listening to this show, good chance that you're uh, a politico. In one way or another, you're engaged in the political process and you uh, consider yourself someone who would want and would like to contribute to that. You're a politico. okay? and you need to be paying attention right now if you hadn't been already and you should be. All Americans should be paying close attention to what is Um, shaping up. We're going to talk about a lot of these things, even uh, the signing of uh, phase one of the trade uh, deal, new trade deal with China. Historic. Uh, It should be something that uh, if, in fact, uh, this thing gets done and it becomes what the president has sold it to be, um, do you think he'll get a Nobel Peace Peace Prize? Do you think he'll get Man of the Year and all that type thing uh, for, for this? Do you think that Donald John Trump will get a Nobel Peace Prize? No way. No way. <laughs> it ain't happening. He walks on water. Ah, oh, it's because he can't swim. <laughs> can't win. The man can't win. And you can't blame him uh, for saying things in speeches like I do all these things. I don't get any credit for it. <laughs> and he's right. He says, I don't care. I don't mind. You know, but sure he does. You should mind, too, because the same things that uh, are misreported um, in historical context can affect the outcome of our republic in the future. You, you see, history is simply written by those who are in charge the, oh yeah, oh yeah! You let the Native American, you let the American Indian, the Native American, as he's so called, Native American, tell the story of America. Oh, it's a whole different story. 
Oh, sure. It's a it's a totally different story. I mean, it's great as our story is standing alone. And even if you told it from the uh, Native American standpoint, and it has been told uh, from their standpoint. If you told it from the African American or from the black American standpoint, it came over here as uh, chattel slaves, you know, you tell it from theirs from from that standpoint. It's a whole different story, except it's the same when you think about where we are now in 2020. Both stories uh, can reach the same climax. They can reach the same point, because uh, if you are a Native American, if you are a black American, uh, since we speak in colors and and all this and, you know, uh, signs and stuff that we have on us and white Caucasian, you know, white Americans, European, what have you, Americans. If you take the entire spectrum of who we are as Americans, let's say it like that, the entire spectrum of all of us as Americans, regardless of your background, ethnicity, what have you, and you understand that every one of us have one thing that we can take advantage of if we will, and that is the ability to create our own world in America, our own environment. Look around you right now in your home, in your apartment, what have you, your office, on your desk, in your car, wherever you're listening to this show. Whatever you see around you, whether it's clean and neat or whether it's uh, raggedy and trashy, you created that. Oh, yeah. Uh, regardless of your circumstances, your background or what, what have you, uh, there are choices that you have made if you are a grown person. If you're uh, 21 and older, uh, yes, 21 and older, let's just go right there. And I know a lot of you 21 and even olders, much olders, are living in with your parents, but you created that. <laughs> you did. There's a point where you made uh, you d- made you did or did not make uh, decisions that would alter your current condition. You created that with your choices, with your speech, what have you. And so, when we look at uh, Iowa, that is coming up. Of course, we're talking about choices as well. Uh, Donald John Trump uh, is going to be uh, the nominee of the Republican Party, even though he may face, um, you know, someone, some nut somewhere coming along wanting to primary him. (laughs) You know, and and you can throw that nut who would want to primary Trump on the Republican side, throw him into with the other nuts on the Democrat side of uh, uh, this ledger because uh, they all are dwarfs at this point in time. Uh, yeah, there can be a news breaking, a news busting um, thing to happen. Michelle Obama, Oprah, you know, George Clooney. What? You know, come on. Uh, <laughs> it could happen. And it would be a media event. And it would have to be one like that in order to take away from the literal hazing that Donald John Trump is doing is giving to the Democrat Party through his success that God has blessed him with. Yeah, it has been a blessing to watch how God has used this administration 
to confound those who believe that they are so wise and prudent. He is confounding them. They are in a state of absolute confusion. Going into Iowa, my friends, we are looking at a circumstance here where uh, the debates that took place, going to talk about that, going to break that down, analyze that a little bit here for us uh, from my perspective. And you can agree or disagree with it, but I'm going to give it to you from my perspective here after this short break. But friends, uh, when we look at how Iowa is shaping up and you're looking at uh, Tom Steyer, who was just there, rich enough to uh, buy time to get his message out nationally, that that's must be nice. You can spend that kind of money with not a prayer of being president of the United States, but you're able to get your your message out. He's going to be playing in Iowa. okay? and uh, you you, you have uh, no doubt Amy Klobuchar who is going to be playing in Iowa. I don't think she had such a great showing last night, even though um, she was solid, as always. I really thought that she was going to come out and really, really shine uh, last night. And um, and in many ways, she did. Many ways, she did. But I I think she's um, way, but she's batting way below her potential. Yeah, maybe four more years. Who knows? Klobuchar and Nikki Haley, head to head, guaranteed a woman president if they could wrestle respectively their um, party's nominations. I can see Klobuchar against Haley. Remember, you heard that here first. Remember, I can see I, I can I have said that I am saying it. Klobuchar against Haley, four years. I don't know if Mike Pence really wants this job. Mike Pence wants to be vice president, but I don't know if Mike Pence wants to be president of the United States. I don't think he really wants the job. So Iowa is shaping up. Buttigieg uh, is running very, very strong. Um, Saw something last night that you all should pay heed to and that Buttigieg is a chameleon. We'll talk about that. The top four here. Buttigieg, well, the top three. Buttigieg, well, no, top four. Buttigieg, Biden, Warren, and Sanders. Notice something that you all should take away with you when uh, watching that Buttigieg. We'll be back. With more of the C.L. Bryant Show emanating now from Colorado in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains. They are absolutely majestic. It is one of those days that uh, you thank God that you're an American and living in the land of the free, the home of the brave. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Concerned to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on uh, this great day in the USA. And I am so glad that you were able to come along with me here to <clears throat> today. And uh, thank you for helping us build the bridge um, every day, 12 noon until 2 p.m. in uh, the east. And here in the mountain time zone, we're talking 10 a.m. until 12 noon daily. Central time, of course, is 11 until 1. CL back with you. And we were talking about Buttigieg. And, and friends, there's something you got to really watch uh, about Buttigieg. He's, um, even though he's not a sleeper, and I don't really think he could carry his own state. I really don't. But something you got to watch about Buttigieg. If you didn't notice it last night, uh, you, you notice how his tie was tied. You noticed uh, how the suit, of course, looked like it was absolutely off the rack and maybe even bought in, uh, I don't know, uh, (laughs) some low-end retail store. I don't know. I mean, you know, he didn't look the most polished person in the world. He, He certainly wasn't. He was in Iowa. And, of course, do you know who you know the role that he was playing last night? Because one thing I have noticed about Buttigieg, Buttigieg is able to play the, the current role that he needs to play, which uh, is brilliant as a politician. There's no question about it. Politicians, uh, Hillary Clinton just didn't pull it off real good. She didn't play the role well. Bill was brilliant at it. Obama could teach master classes on it. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Trump. <laughs> well, he creates his own roles. He he does that. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Uh, George Bush lived in the moment. <laughs> That's W lived in the moment. Yeah. But Clinton was a master and uh, Obama could have taught master classes on it. Trump is in a universe all to himself. But Buttigieg is someone who is able to uh, sort of be a chameleon. Last night, do you know the character he was playing last night? He was playing the boy next door. Who happens to be gay? But that's all right. Uh, <laughs> as far as this election uh, is concerned, because, hey, face it, folks. That's where we've come in America, right? That's where we are. 
and the deception that uh, we are going to see in America when it comes to um, these political candidates. And that's why we have to be very, very cautious in the future as far as the type of candidates that we are uh, choosing and uh, lining ourselves up with is because they are learning to have game. They, they have game these days. Bernie Sanders has plenty of game, but Buttigieg was playing the guy, the boy next door last night. For all it was worth, he was playing the boy next door for all it was worth for the way the tie was tied. When you go back and take looks at him on that stage, uh, a, a, a young man his age, a man his age, uh, running for president of the United States, uh, usually would have been uh, dressed to the nines. Julian Castro was dressed to the nines. He was dressed very, very well. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, of course, is nuts. So, you know, <laughs> he, he was a would-be hip. Beto wanted to be born 30 years earlier so that he could have been a hippie. Uh, you know, me and my wife, we were the tail end of that, that type of boom. You know, we understand that. You know, uh, power to the people, uh, you know, black power, all that type of stuff. We, we're in the tail end of all that hippie, yippie, black power, power to the people, uh, be here now type stuff. But Beto wished that he had been there. He wasn't. He, he, he was not there. And so... Um, Budacek was in Iowa last night, and the genius that uh, he came off with his appearance was the boy next door. That's who he was playing. And he played the role very, very well. And friends, when we think about um, what we are looking to do here, as um, we head into the 2020 presidential elections, we're looking to understand and to examine the very bowels of American politics. Because, uh, quite frankly, we have never seen into the beast itself. And, and, and when you, you're looking into the beast, you, you begin to see little things like I saw in Buttigieg last night. Oh, he was playing the boy next door, which means that when he goes to California, don't be surprised, he's going to have on sunglasses. Yeah, he's going to have on sunglasses. He's going to play that for all it's worth as well. And he can do it. The guy can do it. And friends, let me say this to you. I ain't mad at him for it. Bernie Sanders is very good at it. But Bernie is good at saying what he's always said. I'm a socialist. I'm a socialist. Joe Biden, low energy Joe. Oh, I can't. If, if it happens, if it comes off, uh, I can I can see the president uh, saying uh, the same type of thing about Joe Biden as he did about Jeb Bush. Low energy Joe. 
That's what he's going to be saying. Joe Biden was low energy last night um, a couple of times, you know, like all of us do. He wasn't quite as clear as he could have been. But if he gets the nomination, black folks will vote for him. Democrats will hold their noses and vote uh, all over the white Democrats will hold their noses and vote for him. Jews will do the same. Oh, CL, why are you categorizing people? Because that's the way those votes are counted. Huh? That's the way those votes are counted. Oh, Catholics will hold their nose and vote for good old Joe. Joey, no malarkey Joe. Catholics will, <laughs> Catholics will, will hold their noses and vote for no malarkey Joe. He'll do it. They will not. Buttigieg can't win. Not in America. Not right now. He can't win. Not in America. Not right now. But four years from now, uh, continue on the path that uh, this nation has been on for the last, um, oh, 10, 15 years. Quite possible. Quite possible four years from now, because you will have young people who are 14. Who the only thing they know is, um, hey, love the one you're with. That's all they know. Of course, you know, that, that became popular back in the 70s, but it has a twist on it. A new, I mean, the 60s, but it has a new twist on it now. Yeah. And those kids who are 14 years of age will be coming 18 years of age. And somebody who sang the type of things, commonsensically uh, type of things that seem to be appealing in a common sense way will sway that youth vote that is um, becoming more aware of their political selves than um, that generation just, or that group of young people who came four years ahead of them. Every high school group, you know, the new crop of high schoolers that are coming out, and then the new crop of college students that are coming out every four years. It's like the presidential cycle almost. You never know what type of citizen you're going to get time to time uh, every four years out of high school. You're certainly getting a different type of an American citizen out of high school today than you did back in 1974. 1974, uh, as opposed to 2020, whole different ballgame, totally different ballgame. And so... um, Friends, when I think about that, you know, when I think about that, I think about, pardon me, the type of um, candidate Elizabeth Warren has become. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, four years from now, who knows what she'll be saying because she said so many different things that's, that would have been the that would have been the problem with Kamala Harris who at at first glance was looking good but you know the luster faded quickly and it wasn't because she was black same way with Cory Booker I mean, he just didn't stimulate interest and it wasn't because he was black 
Elizabeth Warren was uh, okay, and she was highly acceptable until she started making various uh, gaffes in speech. You know, and it's not because she's a woman that she has not generated the type of interest that she once had promise of doing. Joe Biden is going at this point in time is going to be the nominee from what I can tell. We've gone through the candidates. Tom Steyer uh, is rich enough to be on stage with the future, the future uh, presidential nominee from the Democrat Party. But he will never be on stage debating Donald John Trump in a presidential debate. He's rich enough to buy his way onto the Democrat stage, but he can't buy. Not not with his climate change hysteria and all this type stuff. He cannot buy common sense Americans. Can't do it. Joe Biden is going to be the nominee, in my opinion. Nancy Pelosi has set the stage uh, for that. I talked about it a couple of days ago, how she set the stage for Joe Biden to be the nominee. Going to have to impeach uh, Trump, go through the trial of impeaching Trump in um, the Senate, which will pull Sanders Water and Warren and Klobuchar off the campaign trail, leaving Buttigieg, although you better watch Buttigieg because he'll be free to do what he wants to do because he, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He doesn't have to go to a Senate seat. Joe Biden doesn't have to go to a Senate seat. This could get very interesting. You know, Joe Biden, this time being the elder statesman and the kid Next to him is Buttigieg. Uh, Friends, you heard it here first. Huh? You heard it here first. Let me tell you something. Biden (laughs) could gaff that up real good. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. He could could gaff that thing up real good, especially when it comes to talking about, you know, uh, gay marriage or what have you or, you know. Love the one you're with, whatever. I can see Joe gaffing that up real good, but a diabolical uh, team to run against Donald Donald John Trump that would, in fact, garner votes. Not enough to beat Donald John Trump, but enough to garner votes would be a Biden a BB oh a BB ticket. <laughs> A BB ticket, Biden Buttigieg ticket. Can you see that? Wow. You heard it here first. Uh, Pelosi may have actually uh, set it up where, you know, she's leaving Biden and Buttigieg out there by themselves because Warren, Sanders and Klobuchar, they have to go and be senators for two, three, four weeks. And, you know, hey, the old saying is out of sight, out of mind. 
Tom Steyer, he'll be free to do himself. But, you know, nobody's listening to Steyer. He just has a lot of money to say what he wants to say, and he can buy national time to say it. But, Chicken Little, the sky is not falling. Huh? No, it's not. So, um, we want to talk about something that was really railed on last night. I want to give you my perspective on it uh, after we come back at the top of the hour. And that is uh, the fact that the sky is falling. And that, uh, no, we don't have... Uh, 20 years or 30 years we have right now (laughs) or it's going to be absolute catastrophe. Bernie Sanders is Tom Steyer the same way. It's going to be absolute. We won't be here. The planet will be unlivable. That's what that's what you heard last night. Now, now, many of you know better. I certainly hope you do. But when you have uh, that type of thing that's going to be repeated, I doubt seriously young children were listening to that last night. But there are people who are going to repeat that and have probably already repeated that to students in school who are already suffering with anxiety. Do you realize you have young people today because of uh, a lot of the, the parenting that's going on who are absolutely anxious? They, they struggle with anxiety. One of the reasons the suicide rate, uh, the opioid addiction rate is so high in this country among our young people is because they suffer with anxiety. And along comes somebody like Bernie Sanders, Tom Steyer, uh, whoever, and they start telling them that not only uh, do they not get the hugs and all this from their parents that they feel they should get, but the sky is falling. <laughs> and and the climate it's going the planet is going to be unlivable it, it, that you have children who are anxious they have anxiety and i am telling you that there is a certain design in keeping up this type of high pressure the sky is falling the planet will be unlivable in five to ten years if we don't do something what do you think we can do if the apocalypse the revelation of destruction is coming as predicted what could we do in five to ten years anybody with any common sense knows that is not even possible if it were true i'll be back because we have to unpack a lot more on that topic when we return don't go anywhere i'm cl you thought i was worth
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us. Uh, we're on the um, last uh, segment of the first hour of the CL Bryant Show. And if you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant Show, download free. Download free the, T-H-E, the CL Bryant Show app in the app store. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V, Rev C-L Bryant. Follow me on Twitter. And um, uh, thank you so much for coming along with us. I was talking about uh, the anxiety that's created in the minds of young people when they hear that the sky is falling and that uh, if we don't do something about uh, climate change, if we don't save our planet, it, I want you to hear me well. Hear me well. I want you to hear how big and grandiose uh, the um, d- uh, desire, uh, the, the mission is by those who preach the religion of climate change. I want you to hear how grandiose the um, mission is of those who preach the religion of climate change and how we are the perpetrators and also the saviors of our planet. We must save the earth. Are you hearing me? (laughs) Uh, this This is what they are putting forward, right? We must save the planet. Uh, Now, um, you can see the planet from out, you know, in space with, with cameras. If you're close enough, you can get far enough away from Earth that you don't see it either among all of the other uh, bodies, celestial bodies that are there. But surely when you're looking at the blue marble from out in space, you can't see the people. (laughs) Yeah, you can't see the people and what they are wanting you to believe. And it it can happen in a uh, microbiotic, on a uh, microbiotic type of way. Uh, organistic kind of way it can happen that uh, little things are eating away at you all the time from what we are told yeah little things germs what have you are eating at you at all the time and eventually they destroy you huh um 
but that's what they do. The body is designed to fight and those type things. And um, mentally, we discover ways to make our lives better. But what they want you to believe is that you, the creation yourself, living on a creation, if you embrace the creation theory, as I do, are actually in charge of the creation. Uh, as far as being able to save it from itself. We have dominion over it. We can do what we want. And if there is a creator, then he has to know, he did know, he does know our capabilities. No creator creates uh, something and gives it to someone knowingly that they have the ability to absolutely destroy it. No, they don't do that. Creators don't do that. You don't paint, uh, you know, the Sistine Chapel and expect uh, the people that you painted it for to paint over it. No, you don't do that. God is certainly far wiser than we can ever imagine who gives us dominion over the earth, according to Scripture. Knows our capabilities, knows our, um, you know, proclivities toward messing up. He knows what we can and can't do. Now, I've always been of the, the thought pattern that the earth can kill us by our own folly, but we can't kill it. We can become dust and the earth will continue to, to thrive and be what it is. It'll clean itself up even with with or without you. So the grandiose mission that uh, the progressive socialist Marxist uh, would like, like to saddle you with and create more anxiety in your life with, especially our young people who are killing themselves, I believe, because they are so anxious about uh, a future they really cannot see because nobody's really giving them the uh, the um, good news of America and the gospel, in my opinion, of Jesus Christ. No one's giving them that. So they paint their religious uh, ideologies centered around themselves, giving them ideas and uh, uh, thoughts that somehow they are uh, wise enough, strong enough, good enough even to save the planet. That is almost arrogant if you think about it. The creation is greater than the creator. The, the, the man himself, uh, dust and clay is what he's made of, uh, you know. And he returns to that, is greater than the one who created the place that he inhabits. Our young people are anxious. They're anxious because they don't see within themselves how in the world they can save a planet. <laughs> oh, yeah, pick up the plastic, um, and you should, because plastic, eh, it, it, it's, it's a bad thing. If it gets just loose in the environment, plastic can be bad. It can kill small animals, kill sea animals. It's, it's absolutely um, 
inhabiting parts of our, our sea life. It's, it's, it's a part of them. And, you know, hey, you, we do eat out of the sea. So, yes, there are some things that we do need to clean up. But as far as saving the planet, you know, you can't save it. You clean up your own house because uh, you don't want to become ill living in it. That's the only that's the way you clean up the earth. But you're not saving it. There's no way you can alter the climate. I think sometimes they get that big time confused in understanding that you can clean up your yard. You can clean up your house and you can do all of that. But uh, where it's going to rain, when the sun will shine, whose yard will get watered. Whose garden will get sunlight, climate, where it will snow, where there will be drought. Hey, you have no control over that. Never did. Even before the Industrial Revolution. And we'll talk about this big time in the next half of the show. And if you don't get both hours of the show, download free the C.L. Bryant show. But I'm going to point out to you something that you know has happened for eons, for thousands of years. And I want you to question yourself on why now are you believing certain things that people who experienced them long before there was a combustion engine did not even um, pay heed to as far as they being responsible for it through their human inventions. They thought maybe their behavior angered their God, and he was responding to their behavior. But we're going to unpack how people who live long before us saw change in the weather but had sense enough to realize that it had to be the doing of someone and perhaps something in some thinkings that was much greater than them. How do we become in this current age so arrogant to believe that we can alter and change the climate. Maybe it's because we live in an era where narcissism is seen prevalently, promoted vigorously in our culture. Narcissism. 
leads to a people believing they can alter the weather. We're responsible for it. We'll unpack that uh, when we come back. Also, folks, we have to talk about um, what's going on as far as the U.S.-China Phase 1 signing kicks off. Uh, and uh, what does that mean? How soon will Phase 2 take place? President Donald Trump is set to sign off on uh, Phase 1 of the massive U.S.-China trade deal and negotiations. Um, we'll immediately start looking ahead to the second phase of an agreement. And um, Cudlow, Larry Cudlow, uh, has um, told us this is in the offing and that it means, among other things, that the United States will sell China a ton of goods and services with an overall ballpark figure of 200 a billion dollars in each of the next two years. Friends, that's good news. Uh, you know, the Dems talked about the uh, farmers who were suffering because of this uh, China deal uh, the president is doing. The, the farmers uh, had to suffer a little bit, uh, but they are about to experience to a boon. We are the most uh, competitive economy in the world right now. Uh, there's no question about it. Cudlow went on to say this is uh, this is a one time historic never happened before trade deal. It's going to benefit incomes, individuals, areas, agriculture, manufacturing, financial services and technology. It's going to help our economy grow even faster. And you have Democrats wanting to slay or destroy the administration, the goose that lays the golden egg. (laughs) They want to impeach him. (laughs) How ludicrous. How stupid can you be? Hey, I'm C.L., The second hour of the C.L. Bryant Show will be coming your way momentarily. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. 